to episode 214 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I'm joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. I wish I got like three more hours of sleep last night. I slept really good. I feel that. But just not enough. Man. Yeah. Hi. Quality over quantity. I get that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Melissa, how are you? How's your weekend been? It's good. Yesterday, I had to go to Target and buy a card for an upcoming friend's wedding. Uh, And then I picked a card that I thought I liked. And then I realized, wait a minute. There's going to be like 50 people who all say to themselves in the next two weeks, oh, I got to buy a card for that wedding. And they're probably going to go to Target and they're probably going to go to the first section of wedding cards that they see. (laughs) So I thought I got to look a little harder. Like, I don't want to give them a duplicate card. Right. So then I end up spending like 20 straight minutes just looking at cards. And you got to find one that's like sincere, but isn't too sincere. Like you got to get the card that feels like it is from your friend, your same age and isn't from like your aunt or whatever. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) You sink so much time into this. And then at the end, like I I ended up just going back to the first card I picked up that I was worried somebody else would pick up because it was so centrally located in the target aisle. What you should have done is taken the duplicates of that card and hid them in like the birthday section. (laughs) So that no one else gets that card. <laughs> but then I got to do that for every local target around the metropolitan area. I mean, so hey, I pick out the card. You got to do, right? <laughs> I pick out the card and I'm like, you know what? I was right. This is the best one, I think. And then as soon as I buy it and then I take it home and I look at it in the lights of my own apartment, I'm like, this is so corny. Why'd you buy it? It says <laughs> hitched, hitched, hooray. Hitched, hitched, hooray. Which is like funny for a card, but not funny right. for anything else. Yeah, that that was one of the ones, you know, they're sitting there at like Hallmark HKU. They're just sitting there like, all right, we've gotten a hundred wedding cards so far. We need more, though. Uh, anyone got any ideas? anyone (laughs) right well the (laughs) there's so many with like a champagne bottle on them that say like sip sip hooray i guess this is the next stage of that it is a very nice looking card look it's like pastel you've got a little sunset on there it's gorgeous gold foil yeah yeah right look at the inside beautiful it's but nice. I was clearly inspired by our, our friend Starfire, who we're talking about today, our orange friend and her time yeah. spent in Key West, Florida. But I'm like, hitched, hitched, hooray. It's like such weak comedy material. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, as you mentioned, Melissa, this week we're talking about Starfire. Yeah. So you 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 pitched a number of uh, like DC Comics superheroes that were women uh, since you (laughs) imagine like a woman who's a hero. Right. Yeah. You're like, hey, we've (laughs) covered some DC comics here on the show. We've covered some comics in general, but we we have a spot that we've missed. We haven't really covered any women uh, here. Uh, Not that like. 
Wonder Woman or or Catwoman as much of a hero as you can consider her. Like, didn't show up in other stories we encountered. Superheroines. I'm just like, oh, we've never read a a female-led solo title from DC. Whereas when we go over to Marvel, we've talked about like She-Hulk and Captain Marvel and uh, uh, over in Valiant, we talked about Livewire. Like, just the two intersections of female-led solo comics and DC hadn't crossed over yet. Yeah, I, I I think that's a very astute observation. Uh, so Thank I you. was very ha- ha- happy when you when when you were like, I I have three comics from DC <laughs> that are solo books, women led. Here we mm-hmm. go. I was like, yeah, awesome, good stuff, good find. Um, but yeah, we ended up going with Starfire. Um, yeah, that was the one that I picked. Uh, I did. did you you had all. Great picks. I really wanted to read that Zatanna. Uh, That's on the book. list for I, later. Yeah, that is one that I think will come up again down the road. Uh, but I went with Starfire because this is kind of the one that I knew the least. Uh, it's mm-hmm. also middle of the summer. And this is a book yeah. about Starfire moving to Key West, Florida. Uh, and uh, so I was like, you know, it, it's it's a it's a good summer vacation. It is. Here, right. Um, perfect timing yeah yeah so that's that's why i went with that one um but yeah starfire this is a 12 issue series mm-hmm. um by amanda connor and jimmy palmiotti uh with mm-hmm. art by emanuela lupacino uh and alsa chartier um, mm. in the second like the, the end of the book there the last yeah the last th- third of the book um yeah this is from dc comics's dcu initiative uh, yes <laughs> which is kind of end of the new 52 era right before dc rebirth uh mm. all of their their initiatives with that, I, I think at the end of this, they had an advertisement for DC Rebirth, the 80 page one shot giant. Um, and uh, at, at the end of most of these issues, they had advertisements for more DCU books, uh, mm. which is a an initiative that I, I feel like had really mixed results. The Daisy's New 52 did not go over so well with a lot of people. Um, Mm. There were some gems in there, but for the most part, kind of a failed initiative. And DCU was more so an initiative about like, hey, let's bring more lighthearted stories that are out of continuity that focus on mm. like individual characters. Okay. Um, which is not a bad idea per se. Um, but I, I, I think it just didn't hit the way readers wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think case in point is this book here and we'll get into it l- later on. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, it like it's not that, some of these were necessarily bad it's just not what people were expecting if if, if that mm. makes sense um 
So it, it it just has this like weird place in DC comics where it's like they, they tried to do something new and it's like, well, OK, that still didn't work. OK, DC Rebirth. Here we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting indeed. Melissa. Let me ask let me ask you this before, uh-huh. before before I ask you what your thoughts are on this book. What do you know about Starfire? What was your history? Oh. How much did, 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 did you know about her? I. I watched the Teen Titans cartoon. Uh, I watched Teen a little Titans. bit of Teen Titans Go. We watched season one of Titans on the review show a couple years ago. We sure so did. So I'd seen her yeah. from those things. I just knew that she was this very sweet, uh, kind of naive alien princess. And that's why she was so naive. She just didn't get Earth ways yet. But she was very excited to learn things. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was surprised to see that she had a, a solo title. Well, not surprised, but like she doesn't seem to be a hugely popular character to me. Like, I, like I, I pitched you a Wonder Woman comic. We could have gone with Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to give you a good variety of like Wonder Woman, the big lady, uh, Zatanna, we're in the magic corner and then Starfire when the, we're in this cosmic corner. Sure. And I like yeah. that the premise of this book was she moves to Key West, Florida, which is such a specific <laughs> thing to do. She doesn't even go to Miami. She doesn't go to the big city. She goes to like vacation land. And she's like, I will make a life here. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so now that you have read this 12 issue series of Starf Hire, what did you think? It's fun. It's very light reading. Uh, it's just about her adjusting the life there and making friends and people have a crush on her and people who she has a crush on. And there are like alien threats that show up, but it's really not the the point of the thing. It's like an alien will attack and, and and Dick Grayson shows up for a couple issues. Uh, You've got your two parter where she teams up with Grayson, which was apparently the name of his solo run, just Grayson. Yeah, I, I can explain that once once we get into spoilers and right, stuff like that. I was like surprised. That. I'm like, wait a minute. It's not even like Nightwing. It's just Grayson, just his last right. name. Like he's a detective or something. So and the, the point of the story isn't like the foe that they're fighting. It's the fact that like she's on a date with another guy. This foe attacks. Grayson's there. She has to run off with Grayson. And then it's like her feelings about. What did the guy I was on a date with think was happening? And then that guy's like, who's that guy she ran off with? And Grayson's <laughs> like, oh, no. What, what did I come into the middle of? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a 12 issue kind of just fun romp. Is, yeah. is I, I think a really good way to describe it. I think you said, yeah, it's really lighthearted. It's really light reading. It's kind of just a, a summer vacation. Yeah, is this is exactly a beach what read. it is. Yeah. Um, you don't hear about a lot of comics that are beach reads. So if you're a comics <laughs> fan and you want something. <laughs> right. If you want something specifically to read on a beach, Starfire is it. There you go. Yeah, it's it's an it's an interesting book. I I don't necessarily know. As as uh, I like. That's the thing. The, the the book is not for me. I was mm. not interested in the book when it came out. Mm. Um, all, all that stuff. I do like Starfire. I think she's a great character. I'm mm-hmm. a big Teen Titans fan. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just 
this book leaves me very confused. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not mad about it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think it, it serves a purpose. It is just this lighthearted, fun read. It's kind of, and don't take this the wrong way, it's kind of just <laughs> throwaway. Like, you can read it on a beach, you can just have fun, yeah. and it, you, it, it, it's, it's whatever, right? It, it's just mm. like, hey, if, if you don't remember it down the road, that's fine. Uh, but if you do, like, <laughs> hey, you, yeah. you, you had this just, like, light-hearted, fun star fire comic book. And so it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I'm also not sure who this book is for. Like, I. I don't know if like the the art style uh, in in this book I feel like could be like oh this is this would be for like younger girls and stuff like that but then well maybe not by some some of the subject matter or jokes yeah. that they do or the just the nature of Starfire's character uh-huh. herself um may, may, maybe more teenage it would would be mm. appropriate for that uh but then it's like it, it's also not really getting into darker stuff or more mature things like it's just yeah it's, it's in this weird spot it's not mired in continuity but dick grayson shows up and there's obviously history mm. there and it's just it's in this weird spot yeah that's like it, it's hard to explain or describe and so it's just like well there's a 12 issue series about starfire <laughs> like that's kind of it yeah i think it is for the situation we've described where you're a big comics fan and you just want something light and breezy to read while you have a pina colada under a big umbrella sure yep nailed it that's you're exactly like i don't need either- I might be drunk, so it's okay if there's not a lot of continuity or detail for me to pay attention to. <laughs> yeah, just good times, bright mm. colors, great artwork. Um, yeah. Yeah, good, good fun. Good fun, beachy times. Mm. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, any uh, 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 other kind of thoughts you wanted to share on no. Starfire? I think we've done a decent synopsis. It it pretty much is this. Like the book starts with she goes to the sheriff of Key West and she's like, hi, I'm Starfire. I'm an alien. Can I live here? I don't know what money is. I don't know where I'll live, but I do want to live here. Yes. (laughs) Sheriff just has to like take her under her wing and like, all right, I've got a house that I live in with my brother that our grandma left us. You, You can live with us now, I guess. And she like gets a job at an aquarium. Um, she can kiss people and absorb their language. So she kisses a dolphin. She like kisses a dolphin yeah. named Beth. Can, can a great dolphin, dolphin name. <laughs> yeah. Right. Then she she talks to she makes out with Beth the dolphin and then she helps Beth the dolphin. It's stuff like that. That's what happens in this book. Right. Yeah. There's there's a, a hurricane that attacks. There's an alien. Yeah. Uh, that there's a creature from under from inside the earth. Yeah. Uh, all, all, all that stuff. Uh, like we said, there is a t- team up with Dick Grayson um, in in this book. They uh, in the 
comics they're a classic couple uh, yeah there's just grayson and starfire coriander yeah and starfire is the hottest lady in town and there's there's a lot of people trying to get her to team up with dick if you know what i mean <laughs> oh yeah lots of team ups with dick in this book <laughs> which dick you'll never know <laughs> Good stuff. Um, cool. Well, I say this is a good time for us to take a quick break mm-hmm. and do some housekeeping. And then when we get back, we will dive uh, more in depth in the book here and uh, start getting into spoilers and stuff like that. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. We appreciate it. We love you all a lot. It means the world that you guys are supporting us. Mm-hmm. Cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. Uh, all, all sorts of cool, cool things. We're, we're yeah. always up to something neat. Um, on the Captain's Log this past week, man, we were talking about like weird stories in our lives or that we've heard of that might be considered fringe events like the yes. fringe television show that we have also been covering here on the review show at the end of every month. Um, mm. And in the midst of that, something happened. Oh, right. Weird. We had our own French event. You just we suddenly did. had a power outage. We did. Yeah, we had a power outage in the midst of us talking about that. That was wild. Uh, we talk about nightmare sandwiches, uh, all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, you guys should check that one out because that was a lot of fun. Uh, on Crossplay, our video game podcast, uh, we've been talking about some of the latest video game news. Uh, of course, there's uh, lots of craziness happening uh, in the video game world. Hideo Kojima got mistaken as the assassin uh, that killed Shinzo Abe, uh, the former Japanese prime minister. Uh, of course, that was not true, uh, but just wild that that was a, a wow. thing that happened uh, recently in the world of video game news. But yeah, then on the reactor core, uh, we we had the finale to Miss Marvel this past week. We got to t- talk about that. There are some wild developments yeah. uh, in that one. 
uh, a music thing that happened in the background of that that was very (laughs) exciting while they mentioned some certain things. An exciting music thing. Yeah, exciting music things. Woo. Uh, So yeah, we we have a lot of cool things happening uh, here at the whatnot. So please go check them all out. You guys can uh, find them on our website or our YouTube page. Uh, I think coming up here down the road, Paper Girls is coming up. Uh, the next Marvel show is She-Hulk, uh, yeah. which we have also covered some She-Hulk here yes. on this podcast, the review show. Uh, I'm not sure what one that is off the t- t- top of my head, but you guys can go look it up. Oh, so. it's like in late summer, early fall 2019. I can, like I can that. tell you that much. Look in August yeah. or September. I think it's in there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is about it for our housekeeping. So let's dive right in to spoilers. Here we are in spoilers. Uh, Melissa, where do you want to start with this? Um, tell me about how you see it fitting into DC continuity. Tell, tell me about the appearance of Dick Grayson. Tell me if Atlee is a character you already knew or if Atlee is new. Uh, I'm not familiar with Atlee or the okay. like, underground. I don't remember what she called it, like the like strata land yeah. sphere thing. I, that that's not something that I am familiar with. Um, yeah, this is an interesting book in terms of continuity. It takes place in continuity. Yeah. However, the premise of this book kind of relies on it not taking place in continuity that this idea mm-hmm. of like i'm an alien i don't yeah. know anything about earth teach me how do i yeah. survive you are a, an authority figure i can tell um help me mm. right like that is the premise yes. of the, the 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 book there at the same time it it makes mention of Corey having been there, having a history with Dick Grayson, yeah. which implies she's been on the Teen Titans. All, all sorts of stuff here. It just if that's the case, how is she this naive? Right, <laughs> she's never heard what? of money before. Exactly. Like I can understand there's still being some like. things that people say that maybe she doesn't understand exactly why that's a thing that people say it yeah she should at least be familiar with the saying or Mm. uh, like yeah knowing how money works knowing that you need to pay rent to to have a house yeah right like that like (laughs) she should like half of the stuff is like You've been here for a number of years. <laughs> higher. Yeah. What the hell? What yeah, is I going on? I think when she first gets there, and like literally the book opens with she goes to like yeah. Chief Stella Gomez and is like, I'm new here. Can I live here? How do I live? Where do I go? How do I be here? I'd like to be here. And it seems like <laughs> I think she makes some mention to like working with superman or, or some past world saving mission so i wondered if maybe she was like she got to earth and then was like immediately drafted into some sort of a superhero fight 
Right. But she has not. This is the first time she might have been settling down to try and live like a civilian life. But yeah, when Dick Grayson shows up, it's like, what? A, and you two have a history. Like how much? When did you have time for a history? How much history is there? Right. Let me see here. Um, where is that's OK. That's going to be there. Starfire doing a solo series in 2015. I'm looking at Wikipedia real quick uh. to see if there's something. So it, in in the new 52, she was running around with Red Hood and the Outlaws, um, as well as I'm I'm assuming she was with the Teen Titans here, but I, I don't really see anything about it i don't remember what was going on there mm -hmm. anyways uh red hood and the outlaws as the name implied they're typically kind of on the run they're heroes but kind of getting into trouble most of the time uh all of that stuff but uh, yeah mm -hmm. the 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 point still stands that she's been here she's been around yeah like she's she's not new to earth like this is not her first right. day on earth <laughs> yeah and they still have to teach her no starfire you can't walk around naked like if right. she was in the teen titans she would know that already well being with red hood and the outlaws a <laughs> lot of the art in that book was uh very sexualized uh mm. especially around her um, and, and Starfire is a very sexy character. Yeah. She is very, very much in in tune with her sexuality and is, is very yes. open about it. Uh, yeah. So like it's not uncommon to see her very scantily clad mm. and just not thinking anything of it. Like she's not trying mm -hmm. to sexualize herself by doing yeah. that um so on and so forth so like it's kind of natural to see her like being like i'm gonna take a shower outside oh hey neighbor like how are you yeah <laughs> i was gonna um, sunbathe nude on the roof right, i need yeah, the sun just, to live that's my nutrients that's just kind of what she does like that's kind of her um mm -hmm. But yeah, this book is just in a weird, weird place in terms of continuity. Mm. Uh, now, with Dick Grayson specifically, uh, in the New 52, uh, there was an event called Forever Evil, uh, where a bunch of bad guys from multiple Earths kind of teamed up and at attacked the Justice League and all that stuff. Big, big fight in mm. Long story short, Dick Grayson dies. Or so ah. it seems. Or uh, no, it's not. It's not that. It's Nightwing d d d d d dies. Let, let, let me spe spe specify. Mm. Nightwing d d d d d d d d dies, which then gives Dick Grayson a chance to kind of go off on his own and do that stuff. So he joins a spy organization called Spiral. Um, and <laughs> go ahead. Spelled go. with a Y or with an I. Is it I think, spiral? I think, I think with a Y. I think. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. Um, but it's that. So, yeah, he he has his solo series called 
Grayson, uh, in yeah. which he is a spy. It, it is okay. very James Bond esque. It, it it is the like uh, Nick Fury agent of Shield okay. comics from from uh, Starenko. Uh, it is written by Tom King, uh, who wrote The Vision, uh, who wrote a oh. bunch of Batman comics. Um, he, he's written a number of, of of things here. But yeah, here on the sh- show, we've read The Vision uh, mm. by the same same guy who did okay. that. But yeah, here he is just being Dick Garrison. Not many people really know who he is, but the ones that know he was also Nightwing are like, wait, what the hell? You're still alive? Like, we thought you were dead. Like. Everyone thought he was dead, 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 except for like Batman, because that was the, <laughs> the plan is like, hey, yeah. we'll fake your death to get you in on this organization. <laughs> You're actually spying on these spy people and all this stuff here. Uh, so, yeah, when he shows up, she's just like, what the hell? You're alive. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and and then it's just like, yes, I will ha- ha- help you. What do you need? Like, like here we mm-hmm. go. Like, I'm so happy that you're here. And yeah. you're alive. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of that. With that mm. and then he's, he's like, OK, I need to go off and do my own thing here. But. That's it. Mm. That's kind of all the <laughs> continuity that there is. <laughs> With I did think it was funny that he had he has like a shoulder holster or something that like has a big G on it. <laughs> like he's a spy, but he's still got everything monogrammed. Just announcing his identity. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um Yeah, it's 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 an interesting book in terms of continuity for sure. But stuff that came out of the DCU initiative, uh, if you guys have seen Batgirl of Burnside or at least heard of Mm. that, uh, Babs Tar working on on that 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 book. uh, This is the Batgirl design with the big, bright yellow Doc Martens. That's what I know. That's yeah. one of the most important things I know about DC Comics is one time Batgirl wears yellow Doc Martens. And they sold out everywhere. You couldn't find Doc Martens um, for a <sighs> long time because of that. Uh, and that series was also about Batgirl moving to Burnside uh, and getting an apartment and having roommates and just like living her life somewhere else outside of Gotham. Um, Uh. You also get Gotham Academy, which is kind of right around that time, uh, which is a, which I, I love that book. The kind of short pitch is like, what if Harry Potter, but set in Gotham Uh sounds neat, right? Yes. Does. Cool. Uh, yeah, that that book was fantastic. Um, it's just these like lighter stories you don't necessarily need. And like, that's not a bad thing. I I kind of like that. And I like that some of these books weren't weighed down by continuity. Um, but also the readers wanted continuity. Uh, it's it's OK if you like ch- take them out to go have a vacation or to go do something like that's okay, mm. but people kind of wanted this continuity, 
but also the continuity of the Daisy's 52 did not go over well with fans. So it was <laughs> yeah. just like, well, we want continuity, but we want the old continuity here. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is not what we want. Um, so, it, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing for sure. Mm. I want to mention also. Oh, go ahead. No, we read this in individual issues on the DC Infinite app, like not in collected volumes. So we also get all of these ads for concurrent DC Comics titles in it, which Mm -hmm. is something we haven't gotten before, only reading these volumes. Like we're missing out on some of the usual back matter, like concept art and and author notes that would come with a, a trade paperback. But I did like looking at ads for a change. There's ads for other things. There's an ad for the Comedy Central animated series Moonbeam City that I was yep. very happy to see. <laughs> yeah, there was an ad for Lucifer in the, 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 the <laughs> yeah. CW show. Or yeah. Um all sorts of stuff in 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 there. Yeah, it's it's an it can be an interesting experience mm. to to read those issue by issue rather yeah. than uh the trade paperback we we read these on the dc universe infinite mm. app you guys can get the, the the book uh on that it's not on comiXology unlimited yeah. which is where we read a lot of the comics uh that we we do on this yeah. show we had to switch it up yeah um, it's on I there but to... I, and I think it might have been i think it might have been on comiXology in volumes that you could buy for like five or six dollars each so it is possible yes the, the comiXology itself is is like the yeah. main comic book store front you can get anything you want on on there but comiXology unlimited is there like hey if you're a subscribe a subscriber yeah. you can read these books for for free it's their netflix of comics mm-hmm. um but i wanted to talk about the artwork uh in, yeah. in the in this book uh because most of it is done by emanuela lupacino uh and then elsa chartier comes on for the final like four uh mm. ish issues of this series uh the artwork in this book is fantastic it is yes it, it's great um I I have seen Lupacino's artwork on a number of things. She works a lot with DC Comics. Uh, she's worked with like Supergirl and Harley Quinn and mm. all, all sorts of stuff. Uh, she, she does covers a lot. She has this very sleek, uh, like yeah. shiny style um, that, I, that I like a lot. It's not dc's house style but it is Uh a lot closer to it uh while still being i think very recognizable uh and then i'm not sure who did the colors on this book i forget oh Um, i think it said hi-fi hi-fi cool yeah um yeah the the colors on this book are just so bright and vibrant that it's just it's so much fun to look at like if it like mm-hmm. as, as much as this book might not be for me or might mm-hmm. just be this like it's incontinent, but it's not. And it's weird. What's happening? Yeah, it's just it's fun. It's fun to mm-hmm. look at. Something is always happening. 
uh, in in this book. And it, if nothing else, for the art alone, go check out yeah. this, this book. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's it's so expressive. I, I I like the way all the characters look and the colors, especially you said so vibrant. They really lean into Starfire being like neon orange. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and with the amount of like a cheesecake that this book has, she's in all these like scantily clad outfits. It's Key West. Like her and her friends are at the pool. Like they're just wearing bikinis a lot as part of their everyday lives. It's very natural in this. I looked at them and I'm like, with the more skin on display, it's you're really able to pick out and acknowledge and applaud how good the coloring is on skin tones and like all the slight like highlights and shading and reflection. It it looks really nice. Like I yeah, like that that was good. part of it. It's like, well, if she's in all these scanly clad outfits. Her abs are going to be like so beautifully lit and shadowed. Beautifully lit abs. Put that on the back of the book right. there, right? Yeah, like the way light bounces off cleavage is lovely. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, I I am personally a big fan of uh, of Elsa Chartier's artwork. Yeah, uh, it's it, it just it just has this really classic cartooning sense i i know a lot of people mention that it reminds them of bruce tim uh oh yeah which i i'm i'm sure she's probably tired of hearing but it's also a huge like when people say that they're like we like bruce tim and your artwork reminds us of that yeah i see that um but yeah it is this classic style that i think despite its comparisons to Bruce Tim is wholly her own. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's obviously not Kim, but it is her own style. Um, I know uh, there was a book that uh, I think we covered on the whatnots podcast a long time ago before it was named the review show uh, that she had done the artwork for and I, I I loved the the artwork yeah. on 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 that book. Wasn't a huge fan of the book at the time, um, but uh, yeah, the artwork just itself was just like, man, it is so stinking yeah. good. Uh, and yeah. for me personally, I liked the book better when she came on mm. for, for art because in those last. Uh, I wouldn't say the it's with exception of the last two issues, the like two before it, uh, I thought the book picked up immediately. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm more mm-hmm. interested in this. This is when they go down into, yeah. I, again, I don't remember the name of the place, but the, the like yeah. strata the inside yeah. the earth, uh, thing. I loved that. That was the thing that I was interested in. Um, because that felt more like a comic that had something to do, whereas this like, yeah, OK, <laughs> I need to figure out what rent means. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out what it, to, to how to take a shower, not in public. I, I yeah. need to figure out how to wear clothes. What is money? Uh-huh. It's just right. like goes I, to the grocery store. She doesn't know what fruit is. And she's like, give me one of every fruit, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I. 
I I don't need that <laughs> as as, I, as I, fun as that can be. Right. I don't need a whole 12 issues of, of that. So when it, <laughs> in, 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 yeah. I was like, hey, we're going to go inside the earth and visit this location. There's a, a monster that's attacking in that. Like that was like, all right, sweet. Like I'm I'm here for Aww. a story where something actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> the. The artwork in this last bit of the book, I think it does serve this fantasy under the Earth's crust realm very well. It's really cool fantasy designs. I do like it. It reminds me of like mid-century pinups. Yes, exactly. Like a pinup girl calendar from the 60s. -hmm. And everybody's got these like real heavily lined eyes and these luscious lips. Uh, But all the women are drawn like that in the second half of the book. And it is a bit of a change from the first part of the book where it's like Starfire was the hottest girl in town. Everybody's looking at Starfire. And then you get to those last couple issues and it's like she looks equally hot with everybody else. now. Which I did, I did like it is. Yeah, it's a change of pace. Which can be good or bad, 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 mm. bad, bad. She's equally as attractive as everyone else in the book which i think can also be good or bad on Mm. on one hand i think it can be good that everyone is given that same amount of like but on the same hand it also just i i i feel like the vibe that i got from you mentioning it was that it kind of became more bland in that sense of like well if everyone looks a little (laughs) like that then Right. I mean, there, there's also not much like body diversity in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her which, boobs are the same as her friend's boobs. <laughs> yes. Um, which which I, I, I think is maybe not the best thing. And I think comics mm. in general have an issue with mm. that. I think it's gotten better over the years, especially as more women have come into the forefront mm-hmm. of comics. Uh, but even still. Right. Like it, it, it just like general, generally speaking, if there is a woman that's a hero or a sidekick or a supporting character, they are sleek. They are slender. They're skinny. They're <laughs> attractive. They right, like it, it. And they all look like that in this book mm. here. Um, and they all are drawn fantastically like mm-hmm. the, there's no yeah. denying that but it's just it's like yeah they're all the same <laughs> right like, that's it yeah um, but yeah man i i just the, the the art by itself is just freaking fantastic yeah so. it's beautiful another thing about this book that i really liked is that particularly in the first couple issues it's separated into these like little vignettes that have like a like a title at the top of them, almost like they're little segments of an episode of Frasier or something. <laughs> There's like a punny name for like um, a scenario she's in for a page or two. And it's it doesn't read like it's sketch or something like that. It's not completely jumping around. It's just like as she goes through her day, as she like settles in at home, as she tries to get a job as she like has somebody at a bar flirt with her like they've each got every scene has its own title. Right. And I loved the text design of those title cards. This like big bouncy brush lettering. I loved that font so much. I loved the font of the Starfire logo on the covers of these. It's yeah. good. Text yeah. good too. 
There There's a monster she fights that has this like text design where like the letters are real scratchy and they're real variable in size. They'll go real big and real small. Mm-hmm. I really love whenever they do that, when there is a creature or some sort of person, some entity whose text bubble is that wildly different from everybody else's text bubble. Indeed, indeed. Um, I, I had something that I was about to respond to. Now I completely forget what it was that I was going to respond to. Something that you had said. Um, oh, the chapters, the like yeah. segment titles and stuff like that. Uh, that is something that I think used to be more common in comics in the huh. early days. Um, right yeah i I know stan lee did that some in spider-man we read the first 10 issues of the fantastic four here on the show like every four pages is a different like sub chapter within one issue yeah exactly and yeah it like i don't i mean older comics were a lot more dense and it would take you a lot longer to read them because they wrote down everything Mm. um and so those like chapters were kind of nice to be like okay i've been reading this for like 15 minutes now like let me go do something else right uh whereas here in modern day comics i i don't mind the chapters and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but also because i could read these fast is like every single page had a new chapter title and it was just like okay these are kind of a lot um but uh yeah it's just it's it's interesting to see them in the Mm. the, the, yes um i i guess chapter breaks you could pick up that pina colada that you've been jarring while sitting out by (laughs) the beach and take a sip right Um, Mm. and in the early issues it kind of lends itself to this feeling almost like a comic strip like a newspaper comic strip where it's like, we've got this one uh, fish out of water central character who's in this town, who's encountering all these quirky situations. Like I could Mm -hmm. see how that's almost like a a structure that a comic strip could be built off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I guess, especially with those like shorter chapters, it it does Mm. feel like, okay, here's, the setup and here's the punchline. Okay, next chapter. Yeah. Here's the setup yeah, like, and here's the punchline. Okay. Yeah, at the beginning of the book, it reads almost like it less like a superhero comic and more like a newspaper comic strip starring a superhero. Right. Yeah. Uh, another that's an thing. Interesting observation. Another visual thing I really like that the book does is that whenever somebody uses an aphorism or a metaphor or a turn of phrase, Starfire doesn't understand. She's got this sort of like sparkly thought bubble that's her literally visualizing what they're saying. Like somebody asks her friend Stella to dance and Stella's like, oh, no, I've got two left feet. And Starfire just pictures her with two left feet. Or she somebody be like, Starfire, those guys are on your tail. And she's got a bubble of like her with like a lion's tail and all these tiny little guys clinging on to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, kind of fun. It's interesting. Yeah, because it. it really puts her naivete on display Mm. right that's also one of the things that i was like what has she never heard that saying before in the years that she's spent here on (laughs) on on earth it's it's okay like 
like I don't want to say don't do that because I like <laughs> the conceit. I like that she has this visual in her yeah. head and that is what she's thinking. Like that's neat. I like that it is this like emoji kind of emoticon mm. kind of mm. thing, which is neat. Um I just I feel like there should have been maybe some of them that she was familiar. Like it's every time. Well, and it, like, there's there are, she doesn't always seem confused like rarely does she do this and ask her and then ask her friend hey could you clarify what that means do you literally mean that it seems like almost it's her sometimes she recognizes what they mean but is thinking about the literal translation of it like i took french in high school sure. and the french word for a potato is pomme de terre which means earth apple and I picture like an apple that you dig up out of the ground. I, it made me think of that. It made me think of like, you know what it means, Makes but then you also stop and think Earth about like. Angel. <laughs> right, <Earth right>. apple. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you be mine? Earth yes. apple. Uh, yeah. it, it made me think of that. Yeah. Like just the translation of i get what you mean but literally literally this means something very silly yeah i just felt like it could have maybe been vocalized once or twice that like yeah hey i've heard this i recognize it uh -huh. i don't understand it still like right. I, I've, <laughs> I've, they've described it to me stuff like that right mm -hmm. uh i just don't understand it yet or why it's yeah. a thing like why yeah. do you guys say that if none of you have tails <laughs> right she's met people like, with tails what's, she knows what's wrong Beast with Boy? you i understand it you guys don't have tails <laughs> right she None of you do fights against aphorisms <laughs> the, towards the end of the book after they've come back from this under the earth's crust adventure and there's like a time dilation thing where they think they've been gone for two days but it's been like 10 days and she's mm -hmm. like Oh, no, I have to go back to my job at the I didn't tell my job at the aquarium translating dolphin speak that I was going to be gone this long. She's like, I'm going to go to the aquarium and see if I'm on fire. And they're like, do you mean you're going to see if you've been fired? And she's like, yes, <laughs> I'm gonna see if I'm that one, fired. that one. <laughs> I do. I do like the, the vocal turns of phrase or like she watches I, some yeah. TV and picks up the phrase. That's what she said. And she does use it accurately. Every time she uses it is an appropriate time for that's what she said. That's like the one earth it's, thing that she really is a handle on. Here's the thing. I don't think she does. I, <laughs> I by mistake, she does. Yeah. Yes. And by mistake, gets it right every time. <laughs> that's the vibe that I got because of the like we mentioned Starfire is a very sexy character but this book yeah. also doesn't necessarily sexualize her it mm. might every now and then but in a way that is not male gay 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 gazy yeah. right it is very much her in tuned with her own sexuality yeah and so it's never overt on starfire's part she's never purposely yeah. being like "Ooh, that guy's soul like God, i don't want to flash him right and then it's like <laughs> right <laughs> boom like it's never that it, it it is just her like i want to be in touch with nature i want to go outside yeah. and like just feel the sun on my my skin and mm -hmm. how beautiful that feeling is 
and she yeah. does that and it just so happens that he like he is like i'm moving a box next door hello oh hello neighbor yeah uh, right and it's like i cannot look uh i'm sorry right. <laughs> uh, and she never fully understands that and that like that, that yeah. that's not a, a super acceptable thing she just mm. probably d- does not know the puritanical history of the of, <laughs> uh, the united states and 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 stuff like that right um mm. and so i think her saying that's what she said she knows it's a thing but doesn't understand that, that it's a sexual thing yeah. right she's just made like that's what she said <laughs> That's what she right. said. And they're just like, oh, my she, God, she, Corey. She's like, just, what she's are you just doing? Like a, just a kid repeating like yes. a, a line they heard in a movie yes. trailer. They have no idea what it means in context. Exactly. Exactly. That's how and that's how I read mm. that, which I love. I think that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Um. I, I wish we had a little more context for exactly what her romantic and sexual experience is like. Uh, how far did she go with dick grayson is it the only man she's dated how much does she want to date other people like she's so vibrant and enthusiastic and just happy to talk with people that she's kind of she's receptive to flirting not in a way that she's flirting back but this that she's like oh boy an- another human i could be a friend with yes, yes. i'll let you buy me a beer I like beer. So you mean they all want to do the mating ritual with me? <laughs> I did like that. Bunch of people, all men and women along this bar are like, wow, I want to buy Starfire a drink. I wish we got slightly more of that. I know you you were bored by it a little bit, but I would have loved like everybody keeps sending Starfire gifts. Starfire, if, if you're the hottest girl in town the second you set foot in town and you barely know what town is, what is your life like? I would have yeah. loved, like, Starfire has to go to the Department of Revenue and get an ID card. <laughs> Starfire has to go to Verizon and sign up for a cell phone plan. I wanted to see her do everything. Starfire has to file taxes. Right? <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to to get back to Starfire's history. You asked what what her history with like, how how far did she go with <laughs> that dick? Um, there is in like famously in Marv Wolfman and George Perez's Teen Titans. Mm. There is a scene where uh, they she and Dick Grayson are in bed together and very obviously you don't see it, but very obviously they're naked in bed Mm -hmm. there and and implied that they got interrupted when something happened. Uh, Right. And and so, yeah, they, they, they definitely have a very strong history together to the point where a scene like that in comics at the time was scandalous, was like, Oh my god, they were in bed naked together? (laughs) What are they doing in this Teen Titans comic over there? (laughs) Oh my god. Um, But then she's also she's had a job before in that same Teen Titans story. She's a supermodel. She's (gasps) a fashion she's a fashion model. She takes Mm pictures she takes bikini pictures she takes nudes and all of this stuff and sells them 
like this <laughs> like she's in vogue she's in play she's in all of these th things like that was her job because she's so attractive like that is mm -hmm. the thing like she knows she can make money with that and that's what you need to live and survive and do all of that and then she goes to florida and forgets how to do all of that uh mm. which is inter interesting um and it, yeah it sounded like somewhere before this book superman kind of tasked her with like going and living a normal life to i guess like connect with people i'm not sure mm -hmm. what the deal is with that ex exactly but yeah I'm kind of curious like where she ended, how she ended up in Key West, but I also do love that that's just how the book starts. How abruptly, how much it is just clear setup. Oh, here Hi, I am. I'm Starfire. I'm from an alien princess. I want to live here in this Florida island. Yeah. <laughs> I did like how, I liked the specificity of that setting. I like that it was this community that did feel lived in like sure she ends up living with like the town like sheriff or police chief and her brother works for like the coast guard so mm -hmm. she's she's with these authority figures that have a lot of ties to the community she makes friends with like local like uh the, uh, the bartenders or like a guy who owns a fashion boutique i love that the first conflict in the book the first like major super heroic thing she has to do is saving people and animals from a hurricane like this really setting specific yeah. event that she has to deal with and i wish we got a few more of those like the aliens that attack her could attack her anywhere i'm like what florida specific crimes do you have to deal with i want you to deal with florida problems please with florida i want her to man. fight an <laughs> she needs to I find florida to fight man <laughs> <laughs> i want her to fight an alligator or something <laughs> Florida or if there's man a experimenting on kidnapped victims to turn them in into alligators, right? Like, <laughs> right. Or I would love if she met Swamp Thing. Yeah. Florida full of swamps. She meets Killer Croc. Like, make it more Florida specific, please. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's just it's one of those things that I feel like a lot of the side and supporting characters of these heroes you kind of have to build that mythology up slowly mm. over years of of stuff and i i, I think it i, I think a, a reductive take of this book would be like let's cut out all the stuff that would normally be in a, a stuff and let's dance all of these like side stories and like stuff that help fill out the the mm. supporting cast and let's make that the book like let's condense that and make that the book uh mm. which is actually kind of an interesting thing to do for a, a book uh for a comic um and yeah they just they they get to like go have a drink get to experience a hurricane gets mm -hmm. fired from her job right gets into relationship issues and things like that um i yeah it, it's like I, I i don't think you can say this book isn't fun um yeah but it's also like we've said just in this weird spot of like well where mm -hmm. do we put this who's it for exactly it's not really an origin yeah. story 
so you can't really give it to someone who knows nothing about the character per se, but I guess you could, but it also leaves... Weird things are happening. Why is right. <laughs> Grayson not Nightwing or Robin or what? What's happening here? Right. It's just. Yeah. It's weird. It's like they took the like one off filler vacation episode and made an entire miniseries of just the vacation episode. Yeah. Which I'm okay. I'm okay. With. Yeah. Like, that seems kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it's just it's such a weird book. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that's why I pitched it. Not just like, oh, a Starfire. I, I've never heard of Starfire getting up to any solo adventures. What does she do outside of the rest of the Teen Titans? Mm-hmm. But like Starfire moves to Key West, Florida to try and like live a normal life is very funny. I do yeah. appreciate the specificity of this book and like as asking who exactly is it for? I don't know. Maybe it's for me. Large parts of it are for me, and I like that. I like that this is Starfire totally has to unlike work so much. Office. <laughs> <laughs> it is so unlike everything else we've read. I love how unique it is and how much it owns that. Yeah. Like there are more, like the superheroic things she has to do. She doesn't have to fight aliens and criminals and things like that. But it's also we're going to this under under the earth. A mystical realm full of all these new creatures, and we are going to a spa there. It's just a girls' weekend at a spa that just happens to be underneath the Earth's crust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. I would, I would love the. We got more of that. Where like anything super heroic she has to do is like minimized even further. Like it's just in the background. It is mostly about she goes to the mall. Yeah, yeah. Um. Let me ask you this. Here's something that I want to talk about that we have not mentioned about Starfire yet. Uh, as naive as she is, she's a warrior. Like in, yeah. in her culture, she is a warrior. She is a fighter. Um, and I think, interestingly enough, I think this book does a decent job of showing that. What I found interesting about it is that when she is in warrior mode, all that naivety goes away. Mm. Like she is incredibly competent. She knows what's yeah. happening. She knows what to do. She, excuse me. Uh, she knows, she knows what to say, all that stuff. I find that interesting because it's almost like those two aspects of her are they, like they go against one another mm. that she's like, confused about how life works and what these sayings are well, well all right so what the sayings are that makes sense that she would mm-hmm. still be conf- confused about them but but even just like basic things about how life works and who's important who's a, an authority figure all that like the way how just like just kind of basic politics mm. work I, I, politics as a vague concept Mm. right she knows that stuff as a warrior because as a warrior you kind of need to know that stuff about yeah hey you look important i need to talk to you get these people to safety all that stuff it it just in a weird way it felt like it was at odds to me that she can all of a sudden switch and is like incredibly competent not Mm. that she She's not. She obviously mm. is. And this stuff at the end of the day is not at odds. But it, it just it 
a weird way felt that way how did you read that 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 stuff there did did you pay attention to some of that and mm. did did the did the like warrior side of her strike you as something interesting that you wanted more of here i i never really knew her backstory i think i knew alien princess right mm -hmm. and she leads with her backstory i think she just tells it to to stella when she moves to town like hi yeah. i'm Cory. you can call me Corey. this is my backstory and she was like this princess and then her kingdom was overthrown and they kept her older sister as like the figurehead but then they had to banish her and she lived as like a slave and they did experiments on her and that kind of turned her into like how super powered she is today she tells us all this like very dark sad stuff oh yeah and mm -hmm. we can see how that kind of gives her such empathy and like such a big heart like when Stella's driving her to the her house and she's like, yeah, my I used to live here with my grandma. She died a couple of years ago, left the house to me. It's just saying it normally in Starfire is like, I am so sorry to hear that you lost your grandmother. And Stella's like, it, it happened many years ago. Yeah, like, OK, yeah, that, <laughs> right, it happens. that is the the empathetic Starfire that yeah. we know from the yeah. cartoons, just the, yes. like, yes. just a huge heart that reaches out to everyone and mm. just connects emotionally at them. That is the aspect of Starfire that I think a lot of people will know the most. Yeah. Um, so we we can see how her dark backstory can lead her to having such an empathetic heart, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem to haunt her very much. Like it doesn't cover as heavy as it is and as prominent as it is, like right at the beginning of the story. It really doesn't come up a lot. She I mean, she it's not that she's pining to net I mean, she is, but she, she she's not really pining to get back to her people. Mm. She's kind of accepted her lot in yeah. life that like, hey, this is what had to happen to me to save my people. Mm. I'm okay with that. I'll move on and make a life like I like I can accept that fate. Mm. It, it sucks, but that's just what I have to go do. Uh, and, and there's plenty of stories out there where she she goes back home and she sees her parents, she sees her sister, all that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, like it, it's not that she like she can never go back home or like or her, <laughs> her, her home is destroyed. Yeah. And, um, it, yeah. And so it's it's. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I, I think it it lends really well to why she is the way she is. Um, I guess what I found interesting is just how quickly she can snap into like, all right, now yeah. I am warrior mode. Um, and sometimes in, in those old Teen Titans comics, like they, they had to hold her back and be, be like, hey, we don't right, kill. Yeah. Like, calm down. Like, we like we, mm. we we have to, like, seriously watch you to be like, OK, that's a little too much warrior <laughs> mode here. We don't need to chop off their heads. It's OK. <laughs> um, and then she, she she goes back to, oh, your grandma. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right i so. i would like if there was a bit more crossover that like while she's in the middle of some super heroic action like she has to, uh, to pick up a bomb and fly the bomb out over the ocean she's like 
sees something and is like, what is that? Is that a big wheel that spins and you ride in it? And they're like, yeah, Starfire, there's a Ferris wheel on the coast. Can you keep flying that bomb away, please? (laughs) I want to ride the giant wheel. (laughs) Named after that movie that you showed me, that pop culture movie. It's it's not named it's not named after right. him. He, 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 he did not do that on his day off. He invented a big wheel. <laughs> but uh, I would like if she's like she needs to devise a plan, but she doesn't know the names for any of like the things involved in her plan. Yeah, it it's um yeah it, it's it's just it's fascinating to see her switch from all of these different modes from the like mm. i just want to be in tune with nature to oh i'm so empathetic i'm so sorry about this little minor inconvenience yeah. or this thing that is so tragic that happened years ago that you've obviously mm-hmm. moved on from but i don't know that to, yeah like i am a warrior and i will chop off your or, head and like all, all, or, all this stuff, yeah. right <laughs> or i would love the warrior to act up at the wrong times like she gets too involved in a game of beach volleyball <laughs> she breaks someone's arm right but they cut you off in traffic we must destroy <laughs> them <laughs> um yeah that would be really funny <laughs> um but yeah there you go i I think that's all of the stuff Mm -hmm. i i have to say about starfire here you do you have stuff that we missed that you want to remark on no it was it was a charming time like like we've said it's it's fun it's light it's really good to look at Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. indeed uh well i guess that means we should do a check in (gasps) on our bingo bingo Again, I don't have the thing ready, so let's just do B I N G O. Here we go. Let's move us over to this guy. Um, let's see. Any mysterious scars? I don't <sighs> think so. No Hans Zimmer score, unfortunately. I don't, I don't we think we got spaceship the spaceship AI. No, no, because we did. I don't think spaceship. we got paper bag of tall groceries. Did. Did 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 we? Because she does go to the grocery store and gets one of everything, right? <laughs> um, I, I don't remember it. I, d- I don't remember if she's got the the know. very clear. We put a French baguette or stalk of celery in a bag to tell you that there are things in the. Pack. Yeah. Um. What about reaction of animal to judge trustworthiness? She does get a job at the aquarium. I, oh, yeah. The, the, I feel like she- they don't really know what's up with the with Beth, the dolphin. Uh, mm. She can eventually communicate with her and figures it out. But the aquarium itself has to kind of just be like hey we're relying on you and the reaction of this animal that's not exactly well, what we meant no, right it's not it's not no. like lassie is sitting there growling <laughs> at someone being like oh yeah. i guess we shouldn't trust you right um, that's what i think we were thinking of like the dog right, yeah. barks at this new person that new person means trouble or like if she came to town and there were and they're like we don't know about having you in town and then like 
if Stella had a cat and the cat immediately rubbed up against her and Stella was like, maybe you'll fit in after all. Maybe you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think I have one that I can <sighs> knock off here on. Yeah, on we've been dry on list. bingo for a while. Real bingo dry spell, a bingo drought, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to sw- switch us back over. So now that we've gotten bingo out of the way, uh, recommendations. What would you recommend mm-hmm. to people who enjoyed this? A long time ago, like in the first couple months of the review show, we read these comics called Strangers in Paradise. Uh, uh, this was so long ago. I don't really remember like the name of the writer and artist or the Terry names Moore. of any of the Thank you. Mm-hmm. Or like the names of any of the characters, but one's name is like Kachu. I, I right, I yeah. Believe, her name's that's, like that's all I remember. Yeah, I think it's Francine, and her friends like yes. her name's like Kachuzinski or something. It's just it's like one just, syllable yeah. out of like a really long name that she has. It, it's about these two women. It's kind of a slice of life story where. I don't know, like like their friends or their roommates, and one of them's an artist, I think, and it's about like people they date and like they 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 kind of have a thing going on with each other, but also like they meet like they get involved in crime. It's like yeah, a slice it's crime of life drama, ro- romantic comedy that's also crime sometimes. Go 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 around, yeah, yeah, and it's this real nice, just black and white inking, like really inventive art style like uh, when somebody had a fantasy or like a dream like the art style would completely change there's one section where it just is prose for a couple pages yeah i i remember really liking it good and it's stuff, the closest we've ever covered to this just this small slice of life uh d- d- women trying to figure out how to live and have relationships yeah you know um cool 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 uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, uh, oddly enough, I didn't think about this until I mentioned it. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> why not? Just a fun, yeah, why not? a fun like yeah, let's let's just take a vacation here. Let's just take a day, 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 day off, skip school. Mm-hmm. go Right. Just here we go. Um, but I know Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, uh, they've worked on Harley Quinn. Quinn mm. uh, a, lo- a lot. They have some comics uh, starring her that you can go ch- check out that I-, I think would be the same type of like humor and characterization stuff like that, where she's just kind of doing her own thing and figuring out life and who knows what. Um, I think that'd be one to check out. Uh, I mentioned a book that Elsa Chartier drew uh, that was The Infinite Loop. Um, oh yes yeah no we uh, talked about that we did i thought that was we did paul no you and i talked about it like later that summer after we did uh uh strangers in paradise yeah infinite loop i don't it's like a sci-fi it's a sci-fi time travel story very yeah very gay i don't I remember I, I I liked that that couple. I thought the couple was cute, but I don't remember a lot about it anymore. When you talk about something new every week for like four plus years, you don't remember the things from four years ago super well. 
which is why I always try to recommend, like, especially now that we're in the two hundreds, yeah. it's always good to re recommend things we've already covered on the show somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, Infinite Loop. Um, I, I remember at the time of me reading it and in our review of that, one of the things that I was kind of iffy on was just the idea mm. that it is very, very blatant with how queer it is and how uh, like in, in your face it is with that. And I, I, I was OK with it, but I, I, I think I'm more understanding of it now of like, hey, to, to get to a point where like gay relationships or queer relationships are just normal and you don't really mm. have to call them out you kind of need books like this where uh -huh. it is very blatant and it is in mm. your face and everything is gay. gay, gay, gay. Um, mm. And that, that was the thing that I was just like, it's, it's a little much for my uh -huh. taste. I wish they would have been more subtle with uh -huh. it. But now I think looking back, I, I can be like, you know what? I think, it was the right choice, but that, that mm. I think would be a good book, too, because that I think is also about a semi fish out of water character who is learning yeah. to uh, kind of deal with life and relationships and uh, stuff like that. Um, I, I went yeah. back and looked. Strangers in Paradise was episode eight of the go. review show from May 24th. And then um, not all these have numbers, but um, uh, let's see. The Infinite Loop If you click on was... it, it should say what episode it is. First thing in the description. It not, not the way I'm looking at it, uh, <laughs> but I think my app has it wrong. I can uh, tell you yeah. that Infinite Loop came out August 20th, 2018. Infinite Loop. So not, uh, yeah. not very uh, much later. It would be episode 20. Right after okay. Wet Hot American Summer <laughs> in episode 19. What? The ultimate summer movie. Watch that every summer. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, let's see. Good, good summer romps. What would just be a good, like, ah, summer romp that we could Thinking recommend? about movies that give you a lot of Florida energy. This is set in Miami, but I thought about The Birdcage. Okay, I'm not super familiar with that one. Really? Uh-uh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes, yes, yes. That's the the uh, Robin Williams. He yes, owns the yes. Club. Yes. yes. Yeah. That would be a good one. Fun one. Um, yeah, it, it just, it's, it's, it's good fun. It's good classic comics in both the, the style and then the, the artwork here. Um, yeah, it's just a good slice of life. Superhero slice of life. Yeah. So there you go. Those are some recommendations for you. Uh, Melissa, it is my turn to do the pitches this week mm -hmm. for what we shall do next week. And I'm saying there are no pitches because, Melissa, yeah! it's time. It's time for yeah! us to do the billion dollar code. Yes. <laughs> this is a series on netflix uh, that we've had our eye on for a long time uh right. since, well, since we discovered it and i showed the trailer to you i was like there will come a week that like, right. like this <laughs> no. is what we're discussing yeah 
Yeah. And you were like, definitely look for this to come up in future pitches. And I'm like, Kyle, you can just tell me it is billion dollar code week. You have to pitch other things. I will pick this. <laughs> it's it's uh, a Netflix series that came out like late last year, I think. And it's a a story of like tech business drama of like the guys who invented the algorithm for Google Maps. And then the algorithm gets like taken by somebody else. So it's very halt and catch fire. But also it's from Germany and one of the actors from Dark is in it. Yeah, the, the trailer like had the same structure as the trailer to season one of Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. Like same kind of song, same kind of scenes that they sh- showed in that. Uh, like very, in, excuse me, influenced by that. But then, yeah, mm. had an actor from dark like you said which we had just gotten done watching we were like oh my god dark and more actors from that uh another netflix show uh we were just super excited about this Uh, let's see according to wikipedia uh it says it is based on true events the series was developed for Netflix, where it first aired in october of 2021 along with uh in a Additional feature story episode. I don't know exactly what that means, uh, but see, it says the plot follows two interconnected timelines uh, in Berlin in the 1990s. A group of young hackers and art students uh, had founded the Artcom collaboration uh, to play at the cutting edge of computer programming and digital art. They had developed a planet browser in 1991, which was used by uh, Joachim Soter. Uh, to get funding from Dutch Telecom, uh, or uh, yeah, is that how you say that? Dutschke? Dude? Uh, Dutschke? In 1993, to start the successful development of TerraVision. In the series, Artcom, Artcom beginnings were dropped. Well, several of the real persons and uh, stakeholders were fused into a smaller cast with the fictional Karsten Shooter as the main artist and Yuri Muller as the main programmer. The other storyline revolves around the 2014 patent infringement dispute against Google, yeah. alleging that TerraVision was used to develop Google Earth. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. We were big fans of Halt and Catch Fire as we watched that show. We liked Dark a lot. Dark is one of my personal favorite shows. Not that this it is similar to Dark. It's no, not. It's, it's but just, it, it's it just another drama from Germany. Right? That's yeah, it. It's a German <laughs> drama. Uh, this is available on Netflix. It's only four episodes. Yeah, it's a short it's, one. Yeah, they range from 58 to 77 minutes. So uh, getting up there in that Stranger Things uh, length. I feel like after having three seasons of fairly normal episodes, after season four, I wonder if culture will regard Stranger Things as a show with very long episodes. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I think this will be an interesting one. I like Mm -hmm. these kind of like 1980s 19 like early 1990s tech stories uh this retro technology 
uh, stuff that that Melissa and I kind of grew up on. We were on the like t- t- the tail end of that stuff. There. You know, yeah. when computers were big and beige. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, the billion dollar code. That's what we are going to do this next week. Uh, and yeah. just as a reminder, don't forget after that, the week after uh, we will be discussing the next season of Fringe season four. Yes. On that one. So uh, there you go. That's what we will be doing this next week. The billion dollar code. I'm excited. I'm, I'm stoked uh-huh. about this one here. This one should be good. Melissa. Where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. This is a show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. Our most recent episode is on a more recent cartoon. We are talking about Green Lantern, the animated series. So go over there if you want to hear us talk more DC stuff. Yeah, uh, we've also covered that one yeah. here on the review show. So if you want even more supplemental material, uh, <laughs> you guys can go listen to the review show on that one as well. Um, but yeah, if you guys would like to find me, I'm at Yo Kyle Springer. Oh, come on. The thing didn't, well, didn't work here. Let, let me hit the button again to end. Oh started just a little bit late uh i'm <laughs> at yo kyle springer uh and if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the whatnots we are at the whatnots on twitter so please go like share and subscribe that would help us out a ton this has been number 214 of the whatnots review show man we are getting up there that's a lot uh but yeah we will see you all next time bye <laughs>